Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Tuesday, May the 4th, and as, of course, the saying goes, may the 4th be with you today. Um, I, I hope I know it's terribly, terribly cheesy, and uh, but I'm a Star Wars fan, so I'll say God love it. I'll embrace it. Uh, I wish you my love. I wish you more than the force. I wish you uh, God's goodness today. Thanks for being a uh, part of this podcast today and for breaking open God's word together. So let's get to it. Uh, yesterday was odd. You know, even though it was sequential to last Friday's reading, uh, it was chosen specifically for our boy Philip, who we talked about yesterday because yesterday was Philip's and James' feast day. Today, we will go back to our run through John. So we'll just kind of skip a little bit later in John 14. We'll go John 14, 27 to 31a. Um, for those who wonder what 31a means, it just means verse 31 has most likely, I didn't look at it, two sentences within it. And so we'll get the first sentence, which means a, had we gone through both sentences, uh, it would just say verse 31. Uh, or if it had three sentences and we went through two, it would say 31b. There's our little, uh, scripture lesson for the day. John 14, 27 through 31a. Let's uh, take a look at, uh, what, God's word has for us today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I am going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. I will no longer speak much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me, but the world must know that I love the Father and that I do just as the Father has commanded me. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I love that uh, first line. Uh, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. We hear that every time we go to Mass, don't we? Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Uh, look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. Uh, and, and, and we go into, uh, into our sign of peace together. Uh, but of course, the, the words of Christ become ours. That, that idea that before we receive the Eucharist, what, what we have to do is, as Matthew reminds us, is make sure there is peace among us. And that if there is not peace among us before we bring our gift to the altar, that gift of ourselves, our very being, uh, before we do that, we need to stop, go off and make sure there is peace before we, we bring it. Otherwise, we, we present ourselves to the altar uh, and to that gift of Christ's presence uh, in a false manner. Uh, and so, uh, so good. So if, if you may have noticed, this uh, gospel has a lot of similarities to the gospel we heard on Friday, right? So that was John 14, 1 to 6, the one I said, which was one of my favorites we do at, uh, at a lot of funerals. Uh, the first line is, do not let your hearts be troubled. 
you have faith in God, have faith also in me and my Father's house. There are many dwelling places. If not, what I have told you, I'm going to prepare a place for you. So it has that right away. Let's take a look at it. Peace I leave with you, he says right away. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives it do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. So he says it again, that same thing he said in 14.1. You heard me tell you I am going away and I will come back to you. So again, what he says in John, probably 14.2 or 3 at that point. And then he goes on to say, listen, if you love me, you'd rejoice that I'm going to the kingdom. Even though that's so difficult to do. You know, when loved ones uh, of mine um, leave me, I, while, while I find hope in this verse, I, I don't, because I do trust that they are in the kingdom and then they are, are, are in a better spot. Oh, it's hard to rejoice, isn't it? Because our world here is not made better. And it's that struggle. That struggle I suppose that Paul had too when he said, listen, I struggle. Do I, do I go to be with the Father? Because it's a much better thing. You know, and and to die is gain, as he says. Or do I stay here with you and continue preaching the word and continue teaching you about Christ? Because there's that that's important too. And and then I'm I'm here with you. And I'm not talking about me personally, but Paul's point. I mean, it's that that whole idea. Oh, yes, our loved ones are in the kingdom and and are held in the arms and grace of God and and are more free and more. Uh, just um, absorbed in love than they ever probably were here. Well, I won't even say probably, than they ever were here. Um, But yet it is difficult because we miss them and because there's that separation that we can't see them, touch them, talk to them uh, every day. Anyway, that was just kind of an aside. Here's really what I want to talk about. Just that first line. Just that first line. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives it, do I give it to you? So how does the world give peace, my friends? And you can answer this every bit as much as I. What comes to my mind? And again, if this is too small, if this is too shallow, throw it out. But I, I, I think what the world talks about as peace is often lack of conflict. Now, lack of conflict certainly does not mean there is true peace between people. Um... There can be lack of conflict between husbands and wives who are listening to this right now, but they may not be experiencing true peace. There can be lack of conflict among friends, among families, among um, rivals in whatever faction or way we want to speak about them. Certainly, I think of countries. I, I think of... You know, and again, maybe an easy example, but uh, at the end of World War I, when uh, the Treaty of Versailles was created, and that created peace in Europe after, uh, after the war, after the Great War, as they called it. Um, but the, the, the treaty itself was so stringent, how they, they put so many shackles on Germany and, uh, and Austria-Hungary that the very shackles they put in, in calling it peace created the very environment for war 20, 20 years later uh, and, and created the very environment in which Hitler could rise to power uh, in the, the economic sanctions that went down and, and shuttered their borders so much that, that uh, um, little by little they were going to expand uh, and, and then more than a little by a lot. 
even though they call that 20-year period in between the First and Second World War peace, there was anything but peace in Europe, right? Things were simmering right below the surface. Uh, not as the world gives do I give it to you. And, and so I think that's often how the world gives peace is, are we a conflict? But I don't, think, I don't think that's what Jesus is talking about at all. I think he is too much of a realist. In fact, he's talking about his death here. You know, you should be happy that I'm going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. And I'm going to be, not be around to talk to you much more. And, and he's very upfront with the imminence of his demise which is going to bring trouble to them. And he knows that. He's already talked about how one of you will betray me, one of you will, uh, will deny me. Um, but, uh, but what he's talking about is a piece that is, is at a greater, at a deeper level than, um, than the one that we as a world kind of go just on the surface level. Are we fighting? No, then we must be at peace. I think, again... It, I'm, I'm making suppositions here. I do not want to put my words in the mouth of Jesus. But I think what he's saying is the peace he's looking for is how can we be at peace in the midst of the storm? If we live in this world, there will be storms. There will be storms between us as, as spouses, between us as families, between us as, as relations, between us as friends, between us as, as communities, as countries, as churches. There will be storms. There will be conflict. There will be messiness of life. There will be uh, death. There will be grief. There will be pain. There will be all these things going on. And if we have to be free of all those things to be at peace, it's like that... Uh, you know, all oh, that scene in uh, While You Were Sleeping. <laughs> I don't know if you know it, but it's, it's a wonderful scene uh, between the dad and the son. And the son comes in here and he, and he wants to tell his dad that he, uh, he doesn't want to work for his business anymore. And he asks his dad how he's doing. He's like, oh, life is so difficult. You know, everything's going on. You got everybody angry. And by the time you finally get everybody, uh, you know, settled and everybody's doing okay, you know, you breathe for about two minutes, and that's what it is. And the son looks at him and says, Dad, this isn't one of those two minutes. You know, and, and, and I mean, really, that's true. If we have to wait for those two minutes to be at peace, we're not going to be, we're not going to find it. Or it's only going to be so minimal before we're thrust into the fire again. I think what our God is saying is the very thing he said in, in 14.1, do not let your hearts be troubled. He says that again right after this. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Why? Because at the base of everything, our God is stronger than death. Our God is stronger than pain. Our God is stronger than grief and division and hurt. Because life is stronger than that. Because light is is stronger than darkness. And, and that doesn't mean we won't have pain. Of course, of course we know that. But it means we're able to walk through life with that sense of peace that knows at the very base, life is good. Even in the midst of all this crap, even in the midst of the, the, the storm and the hurricane, in the midst of it, life is still good. Because God is good, 
And, and whether I remember it or not, or whether those loved ones of mine remember it or not, or whether these situations, uh, I can see it or not, that still does not mean that life is good. And, and I think what God's inviting us to is a place beneath the storm that can settle. And when we find ourselves on days, when we are feeling unsettled, when the storm has hold of us, how do we extract ourselves, if only for a moment, just to ground ourselves and remember that peace and to remember whose we are, uh, that God continues to be present in the midst of our hurt and our pain and our grief. And in that peace that that moment provides to enter back into what is going on in our life and knowing we are not alone. And that even in the midst of that grief, life is still good, even if I can't feel it or see it at that moment. But that knowledge deeper reminds me of that. Brothers and sisters, I think that's the peace to which we are invited. And only our God can provide. If you are troubled or anxious or afraid today, hear these words. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. As he says in another place in John, I have conquered the world. Whatever you're going on, whatever's going on within you, he has conquered it. And he's stronger than it. Let that peace settle and just find you in the depth of your bones. And somehow, somehow, may you and I be harbingers of that same peace, God's peace, to those in our lives. May we be bearers of this good news to others. Let's pray. Again, whatever's going on, whatever storms in your life, those are exactly the things I invite you to bring today to our God. And let's place them in his hands, knowing they're in much better hands than our own. So let us begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The second glorious mystery, the ascension of Christ. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, uh, thank you for being present today. May God bless you in every good way. And I look forward to breaking open God's word with you again tomorrow.